here. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you have victory in your life. I do believe I have a word. I've had it since November 24th for myself. Um, and I've alluded to it a couple of times in services, but um, my husband was supposed to preach today, uh, and he was the person to give his word for the Lord and then from the Lord, and then I was going to share next week. And um, he came home and he said, I, I don't have a thing in me. It must be you. I said, well, I do have my word ready because it's been stirring in me. And uh, everybody say, we're going from glory to glory. I believe that song being given to this church was by divine appointment. Uh, I was on vacation, by the way. Everybody say, it doesn't hurt to take a vacation. God goes on vacation. And uh, on that vacation, I visited a church down in, um, what's that called where we go? Uh, it's the real nice place, for, not Fort Lauderdale. West Palm Beach. Did you hear that? West Palm, they call it down there. Anyway, I went to this church. It was in a school. Even, even God shows up in schools. And uh, they began to sing this song. And when they did, it was like God said, sing it. And so I started singing it. You know, when God tells you to do something, we're supposed to do it. No matter how foolish, no matter whether you sing or you don't sing, whether you have the credentials to do what God says, you need to do what God says. Because when God speaks and you do it, the anointing comes. And I believe in this church, we are going from glory to glory. And this is how we're going to get there. Speak the truth in love. Everybody say, speak the truth. The truth is the word of God in love. Everybody say, in love. Now, we're going to talk about this today, and I can't talk about all of it. I'm sure I'll share more about it because God gives me more all the time. But in Ephesians chapter 4, the word of God says that God gave uh, some, it's in verse 11. It says he gave some apostles, prophets, um, evangelists, pastors, teachers, the fivefold giftings to uh, share with the people the word of God that they might get in unity. Everybody say in unity. And in July, God really shared with me to share when I shared on unity. And it, then it goes on a unity of faith. Everybody say a faith. That means not what you see, not what you think, but what the word of God says. What, what we have faith in is what God says, because God's word is truth. And it goes on and says, of the knowledge of the Son of God, and into a complete man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we may no longer be children tossed here and there by waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by the craftiness with deceitful scheming. But, everybody say but, but. speaking the truth in love, we may grow up. Everybody say, it's time to grow up <laughs> in him, grow up in him, into him, who is the head, Christ himself, from whom the whole body is joined together and connected. Turn to your neighbor and say, we are connected by every joint and ligament as every part effectively does its work and grows, building itself up in love. Everybody say this, I need to speak the truth in love. And I need to start with myself. Okay, that'll keep you from going out as 
service today in attacking somebody. We're going to start with ourselves. Amen. I, I have a sister, Chris, you all know her, but she always said, she'll say to me, she says this a lot to me, you know, if I preach a service, she'll say, that was from the throne room. She said, I know because I shared a bedroom with you. That was not you. Don't get the big head. I said, okay, okay, I won't. And then she says, and when I grow up, I want to be just like you. And then I smile and then she goes, but I'm not ever going to grow up because I don't want to. <laughs> but she is growing up, I can tell. Because some morning she, she preaches to me. I mean, she brings every Bible and book she's got, starts preaching to me. But this is, this is what it says in Hebrews 5. Concerning this, it's a warning against apostasy. Concerning this, we have much to say that is hard to explain since you have become hard of hearing. Turn to your neighbor and say, I will not be hard of hearing. For though by now you should be teachers, you need someone to teach you. Now, this is Paul speaking to the Jews and to the Gentiles. Again, the first principles of the oracles of God. You know, a basketball coach sometimes, isn't this right, Dan? You practice the basics. And if they start messing up, what do you do? You take them back to the basics. That's what God, he wants us to get past the basics, but he keeps having to take us back to the basics because we won't grow up. Everybody say, won't grow up. And, and I'm just, I mean, when I get a message, it's because he's preached it to me. Everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are mature, for those who through practice, everybody say practice, have powers of discernment. I'm going to share on discernment here in the near future, because we all need to be discerning of what is going on around us. Powers of discernment that are trained, that means they've practiced to distinguish good and evil. In our world today, that has been let go of, even in the church. There's an acceptance of things that are allowing people to go straight to hell if the truth doesn't get presented. And so uh, when I first heard this word, I thought, oh, God, you know, you're going to have to give that to my husband because, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I felt like he said, grow up. Grow up. Because you don't help people when you don't tell them the truth. Now, I want to show you how we tell the truth. Everybody say, there is a way to tell the truth. And I don't want all of you, any of you going out of here today saying, now I get to say whatever I want because it's the word, bless God, and I'm telling you. No, that's, hopefully we won't do that by the end of this service. Because you may be right. But don't be prideful because pride goes before the fall and you'll take a bunch of people with you and they will go in the ditch because they're not ready to hear all the truth. They need the truth that God speaks in love. What does that mean? The truth that they need right now. And only God knows what that is. In 1979, when I was in Tulsa, God said to me, ask to see people the way I do. You know, some people say, Oh, she's too merciful. Other people say about me, she is sister tough love. Well, it depends on what God tells me to tell you. But when sister tough love shows up, hopefully the anointing is with me. And when tough love shows up with the anointing, the devil flees. He is thrown out. If tough shows up without love, <laughs> we got a major split. 
So don't any of you show up like that, okay? Because <laughs> we don't need that. Okay, here, 1 Corinthians 3. Now, this is Paul speaking. He says, Brothers, I could not speak to you as spiritual men, but as to worldly. Even as to babes in Christ, I have fed you with milk and not with solid food. For to this day you were not able to endure it. Nor are you able now, for you are still worldly. Since there is envy, strife, and divisions. Those are worldly things that hinder us from being able to do what God's called us to do. Are you not worldly and behaving as mere men? Now, um, last year, in the same time frame, in November, I heard God say, this year, this is your word, increase your faith. A few days later, I received this Bible from Kenneth Copeland, and it has all of these uh, teachings from him on faith throughout this Bible. It took me a long time to read through the Bible this year because he has a lot to say about faith. But it helped me. It did increase my faith because it was a word from God. Well, I had this message, and uh, I got this newsletter from Brother Copeland. We get lots of mail. January. And you know what it says at the top? Growing up into him. I thought, okay, I'm preaching it. So look out. Because truth will make you free. And he has the same scriptures that God gave me. Can you believe they're in his Bible too? <laughs> and I, I have heard other people say these same scriptures recently. Why is God saying this? Because we are going to need to do it in order to walk where we're going to have to walk. Now, if Jesus comes tomorrow, praise the Lord, we don't have to do anything except just go up. When the trumpet sounds. But if we're going to live in darkness, we, know how to, we need to know how to be the light. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully take others with us when the trumpet sounds. Amen? But mostly to change ourselves. How many of you have situations with people that you just wish that they, I mean, they are in your prayer journal every day. <laughs> if you could just fix them. Well, you know what? I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. Because it's good news, put yourself on that page. Because in my experience of 40 years of ministry, the person that God has fixed the most is me. And it hasn't always been a pretty picture. My husband will tell you, I don't, I don't always change gracefully. I don't always do what God tells me with a big smile on my face. I have to pray up. I have to speak the word. I have to be willing to obey what God says. But God has enabled us. Everybody say, enabled me to have the victory. We have to be able to speak the truth in love to ourselves. Now, God speaks it to us. I've had God speak things to me that when my husband says them, I am ready to fight. But when God says it, I'm ready to do something about it. How many of you have people like that? Uh, how many of you think of something and you can remember your mother saying if you don't or you remember a teacher or you remember a boss that didn't treat you right and that comes in your brain and you immediately don't be telling me what to do i have people tell me oh you know they don't like to be told what to do i'm thinking well maybe we need to ask god to tell them what to do because he has a way of saying things that gets the job done 
You know, in 1 Corinthians 3, where he was just talking, it has to do with 1 Corinthians 2. And Paul said in verse 6, yet we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Everybody say mature. The wisdom of God takes us into maturity. It doesn't leave us where we are. I thank God that I've been changed in a lot of areas, and I'm still having to change. I don't think I'll have to stop changing till I see Jesus. And especially, things are not the way they were when I grew up. You know, now we have these phones. We have all these things that are modern technology. I was in the time frame when you picked up the phone, somebody could be on there. (laughs) And finally, you'd have to say, could you get off? Your turn is up. You think she was born in the dark ages. It wasn't that dark ago. It was, it, it wasn't. But things have rapidly increased. So I have to learn, what God do you need to change in me to help me reach the generation that's out there? And I, I see people doing things that some people go, oh, we can't do that in church. Well, God will do whatever he wants to do in church. It's his church, and he knows how to reach that person that is sitting there that you have no clue about. My son called me from Tulsa, and I'm way off my message, but I want to share this because I feel like it's God. He called me, and he said, I said, did you go to the Christmas uh, program at Victory? Did you go that night? He said, well, you know, Mom, I watch online now. He said, I give my seat up for somebody else who might need it. (laughs) (laughs) To that. That sounds spiritual, doesn't it? I said to him, you might need to sit in the seat because the person next to you might near what need to see you and hear what good thing you've got to say. Of course, I laugh. He laughs, and he ain't going to do it, and I don't care. But it's the truth. And so I have a relationship with him. But he said to me, you know, Mom, I don't know. He said, you know, it really didn't really minister to me. But it's not about me anymore, Mom. I said, praise the Lord. I didn't say that, but I thought that. (laughs) You're getting it. What's happening today is for the people that are sitting there who do not know Jesus, who are totally technology-oriented, and God gave a message. Did you see the altar? Did you see the kids flocking to the altar? Did you see old people and young people flocking to the altar? No age difference. Why? Because of the anointing. Everybody say the anointing. This wisdom that God is going to give us is not going to be geared to our thinking. It's going to be geared to the thinking of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost does think differently than we do. But he has a way of getting into a heart that we don't know how to. And I don't know why I'm saying all this, but I do believe... They're coming from the north, south, east, and west. And they're not going to look like us. They're not going to act like us. They're not going to be like us. But when we be like Jesus, they'll become like us. Amen? And so it says here, brothers, when I came to you, I did not come with superiority of speech or wisdom. Verse 1 of chapter 2. Declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That should be the goal of every pastor and every believer and every 
whatever you are in serving God. That should be our goal. That when we get done doing whatever God has asked us to do, speaking the truth in love, that they know the power of God. And they're in a position to have the wisdom of God and the faith that God wants them to have. It goes on and it says, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them. But it says the Spirit will reveal them to us. Everybody say, I can know. You know, God is going to call upon us to be a minister of the gospel wherever we are. And we're going to have to know how to speak the truth in love. Sometimes I'm in situations where I just have to say, you just look so pretty today. And there's tattoos all around here and there's piercings everywhere. And God says, just tell them they're beautiful. Why? Because he created them. And they're hurting. You don't know what's going on. Look past all of that. Look for what God looks for today. Or we're not going to win who God wants us to win. Listen, I wore mini skirts once. Don't even try to envision it. <laughs> I'm just telling you I did. And I smoked cigarettes. And I had a mini skirt. And I thought I was so cool. But at the Methodist church... I was an outlaw. I was a mess. My grandmother thought I was surely going to hell by next week. <laughs> but God was after me. And God is after you. And he is after those you influence. So we have to learn to speak the truth in love. And we do it by the Spirit. You know, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 that... Um, when Jesus came, the veil was rent. Everybody say the veil. What does that mean? Uh, I read that once. I can't remember. The, I know the verse. It's 57. I think somewhere in Matthew. But it says when, when Jesus was crucified, the veil was rent. And, and the veil was taken away. Uh, it's, the scripture I'm going to read you talks about how Moses was comparing the old covenant to the new. The old covenant was a law. And the old covenant had rules. Now, it's fulfilled in Jesus, but the rules didn't get thrown out. We still have to live the, the rules of the Bible. We're, we're not free to just do whatever we want. But grace is applied in the new covenant, which was not in the old. And so we are ministers of reconciliation, ministers of grace. Everybody say grace. And so when this veil was removed, it says the same glory that was on Moses when he wore the veil is now on us. But the way that appears is by us being in his presence. Everybody say in his presence. And it says, in, and I want to read this to you. Uh, it's, let me just be sure I read the right scripture. 2 Corinthians 3, 14. Their minds were blinded for until the day, this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the old covenant, the veil which was done away with in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, the veil is in their hearts. He's talking about the Jewish people. Nevertheless, when anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, seeing the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces, as in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Everybody say, I'm being changed. Now, we're changed by the word. Everybody say, by the word. I can't change by looking at other people and who they are. 
we can't be changed by judging ourselves by where somebody else is in their walk with the Lord. Because spiritually, we're all walking out who we are with the Lord. And so when we look at ourselves, and that's today what I want to talk to you about, when you speak the truth in love to yourself, you have to look into the face of God and what he says about you. The mercy of God will cause you to change. It will cause you to repent. It will cause you to yield to who he is because his love. Everybody say his love. And I want to read to you, when I got this word, it says the glory of the new covenant will far out, far outshine the glory of the old. And the old was glorious, but the new is even more glorious. And uh, when I got this word in November, uh, I had been through some things this year that really, uh, I would have preferred to skip those. You know, if I could have just got those by looking in the mirror, I'd have stood there all day. But how I got them was by looking in the mirror and then doing what I was told. I wasn't just a hearer. I became a doer. How many of you know hearing the word and doing the word are two separate things? When you speak the word to yourself and you speak to yourself in love, when you begin to do that, it changes not only the way you see yourself, but the way you see other people. And as, as God began to reveal these things about uh, these situations to me, um, I didn't know it at the time, but God told me it was a test. Everybody say a test. See, to go from glory to glory, there's tests along the way. And when we pass that test, God doesn't bring bad things. Everybody say God doesn't bring bad things. But in the midst of things we don't like, there's a test. Are we going to obey God and do what we're called to do? Or are we going to look at the situation and go back into our worldly thinking? And when we're transformed, it means the word becomes what's real to us, not what we see. And we become transformed. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That's what it says right here. And so at the end of this, uh, I had said to God, I don't, I don't think I'm ready to speak to speak the truth in love because I don't know if I can do that. I don't want to drive people away, but this is what he told me. I want to share it with you. He, he did say to me, you are ready to speak the truth in love because you got the victory. Yes. Have you ever wished? Well, I wish I hadn't got that victory. Hallelujah. <laughs> I could do without that one. Okay. So then it goes on. Now, I won't read all this to you, but he said, perfect love does cast out all fear. My main, uh, the main way the enemy has always attacked me is in rejection. And uh, I nearly lost my life physically. I did just crumble even knowing God spiritually because of fear of rejection. But this is the word that I remember God gave me. I'm going to pour in my love until all the fear comes out. And when it's out, then you'll do what I called you to do. That didn't mean I was done, because it's been 40 years of changing all the time. But I heard, when I heard perfect love cast out of fear, it gets my attention, because that's the first thing God said to me when he was going to change me. This voice, voice, everybody say, I have, a voice. I have a voice. This voice will bring a new power to bring the anointing with manifestation of the words you speak. Then I heard the power to save, deliver, heal, and deliver because the truth spoken in love, listen to this, shatters the barriers 
of the enemy to hold people captive. This is my journal. I'm writing what I hear, okay? God wants to talk to you this way too. This is everybody. My sheep hear my voice. I will direct you. You know, I don't always understand it all the time. It has no hindrance of self in that voice. That's glory to glory. If there's self, the truth and love that we think, if there's any self in that, it's going to benefit me. It's, it's going to help me. If they get better, it's going to help me. That truth will not set people free. The truth that sets people free is motivated by love, and this love has no conditions and has no other thing in mind. And when I heard that, I thought, oh, it has no hindrance. The devil cannot stop this. Of self in that voice, only power and authority. This voice also has great responsibility. Jesus had this voice to the fullest measure to die for you, for the world. And then it was, i skip some of this, but it says, speaking the truth in love takes courage. My courage, which is in you, my, the assurance that I am with you and working through you. This voice can and will bring freedom, not rejection. That was my greatest fear, was if I say the truth in love, will they feel rejected? Now listen to the rest of this. It says, I don't know, I lost my place. Will, not, will bring freedom, not rejection, because there is nothing in you for the devil to use to stop you from speaking the truth in love. It means no gain for you not to meet your need because your needs are met in me. Isn't God good? Now, I'm going to have to read this a lot because I'm probably going to want to really kill a few people this year. But, at least with my words. But, if I do, it will stop the power of God to do the work. So I've asked God to put a guard around my mouth because I can really use it when I want to. <laughs> Jesus knew his assignment, and he knew me, his father. He could speak truth in love. Love has power to use truth to free people and not condemn them. It is an anointing of freedom. Perfect love is a love that does not consider self, but considers Jesus. And Jesus said, I only do what the Father says. That is perfect love. The anointing flows from that love. Amen? Okay, so what I began to hear and when I heard all this, and as time's gone on, he shared lots of things with me about this. But is that speaking the truth in love releases a manifestation of the miraculous. Speaking the truth in love releases a manifestation of the miraculous. So why did God say the greatest of these is love? Because, and why does the Bible say greater works will you do than I do because I go to be with the Father? Because the manifestation of the love that God's already put in us, spoken in love, the words that God speaks in love, are the manifestation of who he is, which brings salvation, healing, and deliverance. The miraculous. Everybody say the miraculous. 
getting awful quiet in here. Now, I want to share this story with you. You know, Jesus in, in John chapter 8, he encountered the children of Abraham. Some of the greatest criticism uh, people who step out in the things of God get is from religious people. But religious spirits are not welcome in here. Amen. And if they come in here, they will be thrown out. Because they steal, kill, and destroy from the body of Christ. They're, we're not uh, immune to what the devil wants to do. He will try to steal your children. He will try to steal your life, your spouse's life, your friend's life, your person you're engaged. He'll try to steal whatever he can. And he is not welcome in here. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And when Jesus encountered those Pharisees challenging him, he said, if you abide in me and my truth abides in you, the truth will make you free. You will be my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Will make you free. So when we speak the truth in love, it makes people free. Well, the story that God gave me, and I'm going to share this, and then I'm going to close. It's in the book of Acts. And uh, I love this story because it shows that, you know, God delights in doing things that everybody else thinks he shouldn't be doing. And in, in, in Peter was uh, praying. He was, Peter was a, the one that started the church. I mean, he's the one God used to start the church in the book of Acts. And uh, this is a story about him and a man named Cornelius. And Cornelius, it says in my Bible, he was a centurion of the band of soldiers called the Italian Detachment. A devout man and one who feared God with all his household and who gave alms to the people and continually prayed to God. But he wasn't a Jew. Everybody say he wasn't a Jew. And, and he wasn't really a Gentile. He was Italian. So it made him like a Gentile, someone who didn't know God. But he did know God. He was a devout man. That meant he had a respect or an honor about God. But Peter was called to the Jews. Paul was called to the Gentiles. And so it, Cornelius hears at this point from the Lord, he's praying, and he sees a vision. And, and, the, and God said to him, Cornelius. And when he looked at him, he was afraid, and he said, what is it, Lord? And he said, your prayers and your alms have come up as a memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa and bring back Simon, whose surname is Peter. He's lodging with Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. And he will tell you what you must do. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier. That means two household servants, but he specifically said a devout soldier, someone who also honored God. And he sent them. And uh, when he explained everything, he sent them. So they come to find Peter. Well, now Peter is up on the housetop of this house praying. And uh, he became hungry and desired to eat. But when, he, when they prepared the meal, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened in a vessel like a great sheet tied at the four corners, descended him, and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, reptiles, birds of the air. And then this voice came to him saying, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. This doesn't sound real scriptural, does it? Peter said, Not at all, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. Now listen, something that's common or unclean. In other words, I don't minister or I don't partake of things that are like this. 
And the voice said to him a second time, what God has cleansed, do not call common. This happened three times. And again, the vessel was taken up into heaven. Now, while Peter pondered, wondered what this vision, which he had seen, might mean, the men who were sent from Cornelius, which God told him to send him over there, had inquired for Simon at Simon's house and stood at the gate and called and asked whether Peter was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the spirit, everybody say the spirit, said to him, three men are looking for you, so rise and go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the men who were sent by Cornelius and said, here I am, the one you are seeking. Why have you come? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, at whose righteous and fears God is of a good report throughout the nation of the Jews, was directed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear your words. Then he invited them in and gave them lodging, and the next day Peter went with them. And to Cor he went to Cornelius, and Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and his close friends. Who knows who God's going to have you talk to this year? He's liable to say to you, I want you to go over to that party tonight that you're invited to, that they invited you to, and they want, I want you to just speak the truth in love. Amen? See, these stories are not just about back then. They're about today. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius fell down to greet him, and he picked him up and said, I'm a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. He said, you know how unlawful it is for a Jew to visit or approach a foreigner? Um, but God has shown me, everybody say, but God has shown me, not to call any man common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without question. Therefore, I ask, why have you sent me? Why did he go? Because God said. Everybody say, because God said. Cornelius said, four days ago, I was fasting, and he tells him the whole story. Then Peter began to speak, saying truthfully, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Everybody say, say that. God is no respecter of persons. Truthfully, I perceive God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation who fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which he sent to the children of Israel preaching peace through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all, that word which you know was proclaimed throughout all Judea, began with Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now, the word God gave me was exactly like that. He said Jesus had nothing in him except he only did what God told him to do and that he did it because he knew God was with him. Everybody say, God's with me. And so when I read this, this story, it, you know, it was like, this is God wanting us to do this today to a world that does not look like us. There is going to be a revival, but it's going to come because the church is revived to begin to do what God asked us to do. Because it's not just about us. It's, it's about people going to heaven. It's about the world hearing the truth in love. Everybody say in love. There's a lot of words out there right now, a lot of things being said. But this word will change the lives of people. And when you go on, it, he witnessed to them. He told them all about Jesus. And then it says in verse 44, while Peter was still speaking. Everybody say still speaking. 
In another word, God gave me. He said, if you will just speak what I tell you when I tell you, while you are speaking, my spirit will do the work. Everybody say, while I am speaking. It's not going to be your voice they hear. It's going to be the voice of Jesus. It's going to be the voice of Jesus. The words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. And all believers of the circumcision who had come with Peter were astonished because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on them. For they heard them speaking in other tongues and magnifying God. That was a gift that Peter thought was reserved for the Jews. But God gave it to people who weren't even in their area, really, of influence. People, an Italian, a devout Italian commander who loved God. We don't know who those people are, but God does. The scripture I want to give you for this year, for you, is 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy 4, if you'd put that up for me, Verse 1, it talks about what Paul actually was saying right before he died. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word in love. Be ready in season and out of season. We're going to be called upon in the least likely places that God says, speak. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. This is for the church. Uh, I, I believe this word. I know it, it seems, uh, I've said it very quickly, but, I believe that we're on assignment this year to, to speak the truth in love. But the first person we have to speak the truth to is ourselves. What in me, Lord, do you need to change? That when the devil comes, he'll find no place in me. When Jesus was ready to leave in John 14, after he says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives to you, he says, the devil is coming for me. But when he finds me, he will find no place in me. That's why he could go to Calvary, because there was nothing of self. It was just Jesus. I believe that God wants to do things in our life this year, that once we put an end to what was, we had to end today in that worship time. We had to put an end to those things that cause us to think about ourselves. And we have to go forward and begin to, think about what God wants us to think about. Would you stand with me? Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person here today. I thank you, Lord, that the truth of the word will make people free. I pray this word today will set people free that are here. I thank you, Lord, that you know about every situation. And it says, while Peter was still speaking, I believe even while I'm speaking, my prayer is that people will hear you and not me, that they will hear that you want them to be saved, delivered, and healed. In Jesus' name, I was talking to my friend. I'm going to go to Mexico in uh, February and do a meeting with the girls I used to do meetings with every year. And um, I, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to do it, but I, I believe God told me to go. And uh, I was talking to her one day on the phone. 
and she was telling me about a situation that she had faced. And at one point, I just spoke real firmly. Now, this is a girl that I minister with. I mean, we minister together. And I spoke real firmly a word. I didn't mean it mean. I just spoke firmly. Devil, the devil was doing things and saying things in a situation that weren't truth. And she needed the courage to speak the truth in love. And I spoke, and she told me the other night on the phone, she said, when I heard your voice, it set me free. Wasn't my voice. It was not my voice. Because I ministered together with her. You know, we, we, we plow together. I would never feel like I had to tell her something. But I know this. If she saw me, the voice of God would rise up in her. And she would speak into me. And it would set me free. Amen. It's time to set the captives free. Jesus said, I came to set the captives free. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person here today. And this, I, I, I want to pray for you today that that you will allow God to put a guard over your mouth because our mouth can really put us in a situation where we win or lose uh, in situations where we speak something that's going to help or something that's really going to hinder. And I believe God wants to use us to speak the truth in love this year. And it's going to be situations that you weren't even thinking you would encounter. And it, it will cause you to not be like you, but it will be cause, it will cause you to, to see it differently and speak it differently than you ever have before. Father, I pray over every person here today. If that's your heart today, would you lift your hand and we're going we're gonna to pray this because I believe that God was releasing an anointing over this body to begin to change the circumstances around us begin to, to say and to speak things that are going to bring victory in the lives of people. I want you to say this, Lord, put a guard over my mouth. Help me that I would be able to speak a word, a word in love that would deliver, that would bring salvation, that would bring healing, not just in my life, but in the lives of those that you put in my path. I thank you, Lord, that I have been called for such a time as this to speak the truth in love, to speak words that lift people up into a position where they can be rescued, where they can be delivered and set on their feet to be who God called them to be. In Jesus' name. Now I wanna pray for you today for words that might have been spoken by you over yourself that you know you need to stop speaking because self-talk is the worst if that's you and you know you just there's these things that you just keep saying over yourself i want you to lift your hand because right now we're going to stop that in jesus name yeah i see your hands words that, that are not bringing you to where god wants you to be i want you to say this father forgive me for saying things about me that you don't say about me lies that the devil wants me to believe I refuse to believe about me anything that you do not believe about me in Jesus name now I want you to turn I want you to lay hands keep your hands up I want you to turn and put your hands on those people who lifted their hands 
because it's happening. It's happening right now here today. Words that are being spoken. Ask God who you should go to and begin to lay your hands on them. Father, in Jesus' name, but just begin to pray for them. You pray over them. Yes. Jesus says, are you hurting inside? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Lord, I thank you today that that self-talk is bound in the name of Jesus. That talk about who they are individually is bound in the name of Jesus. And the life of God will return to them in Jesus' name. And health and wholeness in Jesus' name. And that today is a new beginning. A new beginning for them in the name of Jesus. The words that God says about you, that's what you're going to hear. The words that God said when he created you in your mother's womb, that's what you're going to hear. Not words of defeat and doubt and unbelief. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. Well, give God a hand. Go and be blessed. And speak the truth in love this week, okay?